Almighty Father, whose blessed Son before his passion prayed for his disciples that they may be one as you and he are one, grant that your church, being built upon the sure foundation of your Son, Jesus Christ, being built up with precious living stones to completion and to your glory, and being bound together in love and obedience to you, may be united in one body by the one Spirit, that the world may believe in him whom you have sent, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our sure foundation, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now, Father, may the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Well, my name is Robbie Pruitt, and I'm the director of youth ministries here at Christ the King, along with many volunteers, host families, and of course, uh, Kelly Contrell, who helps us uh, with the girls in our youth group, and I, I'm so grateful for all that she does. Last time I spoke to you all at a youth Sunday, I said that I was going to try to work myself out of a job, and we've begun that today, as Gabriel Brady will be helping me preach this sermon, and I'm excited about that. And uh, it is Youth Sunday, and I'm always delighted to see youth involvement in the leading of our worship and participating in the worship of the church. They're not the future of our church. They are the church, the youth, just like you and I are the body of Christ, living stones. They are the church. And so here we are worshiping together and focusing a little bit on the youth uh, today. This morning, we are also continuing in our sermon series on the church, and we will be looking at the church's sure foundation, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. The sermon title today is Jesus Christ, the sure foundation, the church's sure foundation. You can follow along if you would like on page 11 in your leaflet. There you will find notes for today's sermon. And Jesus Christ is the church's sure foundation. The past few Sundays, we've looked at the faults and the shortcomings of the church because we're here. If you ever find a perfect church, don't go to one. You'll mess it up. Uh, we, we are all flawed, and there is no such thing as a perfect church. The church's important work, we looked at the church's important work. We looked at the wisdom and the teaching of the church and the importance of the, church, the life of the church and the mission of the church as we worship and serve Christ together. With this in mind, today we are looking at the church's sure foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And we're gonna be looking at how we build upon Jesus Christ, the sure foundation as living stones. As many of you know, I am a carpenter by trade. I am a builder. I've, forever since I can remember, I've been hanging out at construction sites even when I was a kid. My mom is a real estate agent and she raised three kids on her own as a real estate agent. A, man, a woman in a man's world selling real estate raising three kids on her own and she moved us to these new neighborhoods and these new neighborhoods were being built up. So as a boy, I would crawl around underneath homes in the south, there's crawl spaces. Unlike here, we have basements where you dig down as far as you can and build upon the most solid footing that you can find. And the south, you dig footings and raise your house up a little bit. 
and you do your plumbing. And I crawled around with plumbers and electricians and, and I asked them questions and I learned how to build homes and I built clubhouses in my backyard, tree houses. I even fell out of a tree. I was talking to John Joseph about stitches. I got my first stitches building a tree house. And uh, I just love building. And even as a kid, and I used to wear a diaper, they tell me, and I would have a screwdriver and a hammer, and I called it my ooh Iver and my broke fix-it. And I would go around trying to, to fix and to build things as a kid. As, as a first grader, I remember at career day saying I wanted to be a builder, a carpenter. Many of you also are aware that on my day off on Fridays, I'm a living history interpreter at the New Museum of the Bible downtown, where I play a first century carpenter from 2,000 years ago and tell people in character what it's like to build. And I am a tecton when I am there. When we think carpentry, we think wood. In the first century, our context for our passage today in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, when we think building in the first century, we think tecton, stonemason, master builder. It's where we get the word architect from, our, our word architect, tecton. So a first century builder like Jesus was, by the way, Jesus was a master builder, a tecton, a carpenter by trade like his father Joseph and his other father, God the Father who created all things, who is the great master builder who has spoken the world into existence. Think of it. In the beginning, the earth was without form and void, and darkness hovered over the face of the waters of the deep. And God said, let there be, and it was. There was light from darkness, order from chaos, something from nothing. And Jesus comes in this long line of builders. His Father in heaven was the architect of the universe. His earthly father, a stonemason, a carpenter, by trade, working with wood and earth. So this is what it means to build and construct homes. We do this in the first century much like we do it today. It is as clear today as it was back in my youth as it is right now and in the first century that every good house the master builder builds begins with a sure foundation. We always begin with a foundation. It is the most important. Today, we're going to be looking at three ideas. Number one, the church's foundation is Jesus Christ. I want to look at the question, what are you building on? As the church, we must build upon the sure foundation of Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ alone do we build upon. We must build upon this foundation, number two, with the right materials. So I want to ask the question, what are you building with? What are you building with? As living stones, the church, you and myself, you and I, all of us here collectively, we must build with the right materials. And number three, are you building to completion? We must build upon this foundation to completion. We must build rightly, and it is essential that we build to completion. The church, the people of God, must honor the foundation which is laid. Can you imagine with me for, for a minute that you would build a nice foundation, dig down to the solid bedrock? Maybe you've seen the new construction in Del Rey where they've dug down, 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 and it took forever for that building, that new building on Mount Vernon to come up out of the ground because they dug down, down, down and started to build. Now what if they just stopped or they constructed a little shack 
on top of that and walked away. Well, Alexandria would not allow it. You, you all who have been through uh, construction projects know that, but we wouldn't dream of building a shack upon a foundation like this. So the building honors the foundation that has been laid. To begin with, the church, the people of God, must begin the building with the church's sure foundation in mind. That sure foundation is Jesus Christ. We do not build this foundation, by the way. We come to him and we build our lives upon him. As the old hymn, which we will sing at the end of the service goes, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. It's no surprise that this is one of my favorite hymns as a builder, on Christ the solid rock I stand. In the first century, every builder knew that when you built, you had to get to the bedrock. Now the bedrock is closer to the surface um, in the Holy Land than it is maybe here where we have things like marine clay. Um, one of my construction projects I remember as a young carpenter was to help my brother rebuild his house. It had sunk because it was built upon a riverbed and marine clay. Um, unfortunately, I was with him at the doctor's office and the doctor had given his wife instructions to rest and to lay flat. And I said, not at your house, she won't. <laughs> so, but because his house was sinking. But in the first century, we know that the, the, the bedrock is close, but you, you do have to get to it. You do have to build upon it. I want you to think about the buildings that you are aware of. When you think impressive architectures of Frank Lloyd Wright, I was talking to someone after the first service about Frank Lloyd Wright, there's falling water in Pennsylvania. We have a Frank Lloyd Wright house here in Alexandria. I don't know if you knew that. I haven't been to it yet, I plan on it. Um, it's on my list of things to do. Are you thinking about the World Trade Center? What about the Sears Tower in Chicago? What about the pyramids of Egypt? Some of you thinking about the pyramids? You know why you're thinking about them? They're still there. You can visit them. They've been built well. They're there. What about the Hoover Dam? I actually went to the Hoover Dam and did the tour, walked around inside of that massive concrete structure that's been dug down to the bedrock. Matter of fact, people sat on ropes, rappelled down the side, and jackhammered the sides down to solid rock because the, the canyon walls were crumbling. They rebarred it. There's so much concrete in that you can do a highway, a double lane highway around the earth. That's how much concrete. It's still drying. Every day, the Hoover Dam gets stronger. Did you know it? It's not finished. It's still curing. Maybe you're thinking about the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Anybody thinking about the Leaning Tower of Pisa? You know why you're thinking about it? Because it's leaning. It's broke. And it's famous for being broke. You've seen pictures of people trying to hold it up, you know, like they do the Washington Monument and they act like they're pushing on it or holding it up. One side of it is upon bedrock. The other side is not. And it leans. And it is famous because it is leaning. Now, all of these buildings are great. All begin with the foundation and all of them famous in their own right. Some, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, are famous not because of their grandeur, but because of their folly, their brokenness, their flaws. Due to the poor foundation, the Leaning Tower of Pisa is very famous. 
because it leans, it has this poor foundation, but we, we as the church, we must build rightly and we must build upon the sure and solid foundation of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Now we can build our lives on all kinds of things, folks. You can build your life on your career, and it's okay if you have a career, you should have one, it's important to work, but it's no foundation. It's nothing to build first upon. You can build your life upon your family and there's nothing wrong with family, but I love to see families building on Christ. We're celebrating baptism Sunday here, three baptisms, and these are great beginnings. These are foundational stones laid upon solid rock. This is how we build as family, not upon one another who can crumble and fail each other, but on the sure rock foundation of Jesus Christ. You can build your life upon your finances, upon your retirement plans, and some of you have had some heart trouble over the last month because of your retirement plans, your, the condition of your 401k. I don't have to convince you that this might not be a good foundation. You can build your lives upon your extracurricular activities, parenting your children and youth, and on and on we can go. Unless Jesus Christ is our sure foundation and we have built our lives upon God first, these things will not stand as good as you may build them. If the foundation fails, the most solid of structures that you have built financially and with your family, even good things, your marriage, if it's not founded upon the solid bedrock of Christ, it will crumble if the foundation fails. Jesus Christ must be the first foundation. As you have heard me quote this, only one life and this too shall pass, only that which is done for Christ will last, only that which is built upon Christ will last. Paul says it this way in our reading, he says, no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So we dig down to it, to him, because this foundation is, isn't an it, it is a person, the person of Jesus Christ. So what, what are you building on? Or can I ask you the question another way? Who are you building your life upon? Who are we building our lives upon? Secondly, the church of God must build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ with the right materials. So you get the foundation right. What are you building with is the next question. What are you building on is a great question, but what are you building with? Are we building with materials that are of eternal value? Are you building with materials that will last? Or are we building our lives, our church, our families with precious stones? things of eternal value or things of temporal value. What we build with matters as much as what we build upon. In our first Corinthians reading, Paul said, now if anyone builds upon the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, right now you should be thinking about the three little pigs, anybody? Yeah, one built with the straw, huffing up, puffing up, blow your house down. The other built with sticks, I'm better than my brother, I built with sticks, still. And then the wise pig is building with bricks, right? The precious stones. And the wolf could not huff and puff and blow that house down. 
We must build with the right materials. Each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire. So what happens when your building is tested? Earthquake, hurricane, the trials of this life beating down upon your house, will it stand? We can build with a relationship with Jesus. The church, our church family, community, small groups, Bible reading, Bible study, devotional, prayer, life, and service to one another. Just like we celebrated the, the Casaturi Lago 5K today. That is a ministry of service to our neighbors and our neighbor in the neighborhood of Casaturi Lago. We this is a precious stone that we are building with this spiritual house. This is something that will last what we did on Saturday together as a community at the 5K supporting Casaturi Lago. Our Christ the King mission statement. Many of you know it, many, many of you, especially the visitors, probably don't. It is simply this, and it, it, it is a building materials list, by the way, of eternal and solid materials that will last into eternity. Listen to this construction material list that we have laid out as a church. To worship our crucified and risen King and the rich Anglican tradition. To make him known in our community by what we say and by what we do and to grow together as God's family. Worshiping Jesus Christ, our crucified and risen King, this is foundational material. Jesus Christ is our sure foundation. Making him known in our community by what we say and by what we do, this is eternal material of ministry evangelism and service to one another, to our neighbors, to our community, and to the world. These are materials that will last. Growing as a church family. As mentioned, we have education and formation hour. Growing as a church family is also an eternal building supply. As the church, we are nurtured by God's word and sacrament. We study God's word together as a church, at Education Formation Hour, at small groups, as we study God's Word with our children and youth in our homes, I hope, because that's where real children's and youth ministry happens, within the confines of your home, and we are to support that. We do this in our children's and youth ministries here at the church to support what you're doing in your homes. These are building materials that are of eternal and significant consequence. With these materials, these things will last a lifetime and into eternity. Now, as I had promised, I'm not preaching this whole sermon. My friend Gabriel Brady is going to come up now and talk to us a little bit about what he's been thinking about as he thinks about the Sure Foundation. He's going to talk to us a little bit about King Josiah, who gives us an illustration of building rightly upon the God and his word. So, Robbie told me the sermon would be about building a firm foundation in Christ. Since I just read about Josiah, that story came to mind, and it ties in pretty well with, to the sermon theme. So well, in fact, that critics are calling this the best sermon this nation has ever seen. <laughs> no one laughed at that in the 830 service. So. Uh, Josiah's story is found in 2 Kings 22. Follow along in your Bibles if you'd like. The story begins with him becoming king at eight years old. I don't know if I could read at eight years old. I'm not sure if I can now. But anyways, Josiah becomes king at eight, and already there's one major takeaway. God can use anyone at any time in their lives for his divine purposes. No matter how young or old, by seeking God as Josiah did, 
God can give us the purpose our, our lives need. Verse 2 states that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. What would it look like to follow Christ completely in our daily lives? To not turn aside to the right or to the left? To cast all our cares upon the Lord and to find rest in our Savior's arms? Wouldn't this be the way of manifesting that Jesus Christ is our firm foundation? This complete reliance on God is what Josiah achieves throughout his reign. If you skip down to verse 25, it says, Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did, with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his strength. With all his heart, and with all his soul, and with all his strength. What does it look like to build your life so firmly on the foundation of Christ that it's with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength? never passive or inactive, but always reaching to make God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. If it sounds kind of daunting, it is if you do it on your own, but you don't have to. Charles Hummel in his book, Tyranny of the Urgent, said the root of all sin is self-sufficiency, independence from the rule of God. To fully build our foundations upon Christ, we must first let go and give God control. In verses four through six, Josiah uses Israel's tax money to rebuild the temple using timber and dressed stone, precious, um, precious stones, just as Josiah tells them to build the foundation of the temple with good materials, Josiah has his people build their own lives upon the Lord by destroying idolatry throughout his reign. As Robbie said, building with the right materials means to build with eternal materials. These eternal materials are the means by which we influence other people's lives. Josiah did this radically as he turned Israel from a state of idolatry into a state of worshiping the Father. By building on God as our foundation and building with the right materials, who knows the impact our lives may have. This is illustrated in the story of Josiah, and it's reflected when Jesus himself says in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock, the foundation. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against their house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Thank you, Gabriel. We must build rightly, and King Josiah illustrates that so well. We must build upon the Word of God, not only hearing it, but doing what it says. What, are, what we build with matters. So what are you building with? What are you building with? And thirdly and finally, we the church, we must build to completion upon the sure foundation. We must build to the end, to the finish line, if we are to bring honor and glory to the sure foundation, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. It is important that we build on the sure foundation of Jesus Christ, as we've spoken about. It is essential that we build rightly, and it is essential that we build with the right materials, and lastly, we must build to completion. We are not, if we do not build to the end with our lives. It will be a monument to our folly. We're not done building until the very end. We are all building spiritual 
houses. As Paul stated in our first Corinthians reading, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you, lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Your, your, your lives, your bodies are temples, dwelling places of the Holy Spirit. God's temple is his dwelling place and we are that temple. The church, the people of God is God's dwelling place and this temple is to be holy and it's to be complete. So what are we building on and what are we building with and are we building to completion? We are living stones in this building of God and it matters what we build on, it matters what we build with and it matters that we build to completion. As Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 9, as you come to him, Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, these are people who reject the foundation, but as we come to him, the living stone, but in the sight of God, Jesus is precious, and you yourselves are like these living stones, and you are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We need to be building. Listen to how he says it. We are being built up. In other words, he is working in us and through us and sometimes, praise God, despite of us to build this house. God is at work through Jesus Christ. For as it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So as we follow Jesus and he builds in our lives, we will not be shamed. I'm watching right now, I'm binge watching a Netflix show called Grand Designs. It's out of the UK, and I think I'm becoming smarter because of it, because their language and vocabulary is just amazing. I love binge watching this show, and they, they focus on architecture and design, and, and the designs are indeed grand and ambitious, and they talk about uh, the, the groundwork, the foundation, they talk about um, the finances that go into this, and I love watching this show, but I was watching it, and I was, I don't know, five, eight episodes into it, I know, it's every night too, it's like five seasons, um, but, but I got to one episode and all of a sudden, like it ended without the people finishing. Like they did the final scene where they toured and they're like, oh, well, we ran out of money. And I'm like, no, I, I want to see, I want to see what it looks like. I want to see what the finished product is. Don't, don't leave me hanging. You've all been there. You've gone to see a movie and it didn't conclude well. It didn't end the way you thought it should. It was a cliffhanger or they said, you know, to be continued. And you're like, I paid $15 for this? And, and you were disappointed. It's the same way as we build. We cannot do this as a church, as living stones. We must build to completion. If we are to honor and bring glory to Jesus Christ, which is the sure foundation, doesn't matter how shiny the foundation is if we don't finish. And God is our helper. I love what we said in the baptismal liturgy. I will God being my helper, you are not alone. And God is working in you and through you and despite of you. In our gospel reading for today, it says, for which of you desiring to build a tower will not sit down first and consider the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. 
Otherwise, when he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it began to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. We must build to completion. We must consider the cost. As God's church, we are living stones. We are called to be built up into a finished spiritual house. This house is the church, the people of God, and the very dwelling place of God. This living building is to bring God great glory. And if you are living, you are building. You got breath in your lungs, you're not done building yet. We are not finished until he comes again or calls us home to the glory of the chief cornerstone. Are we building on Christ's sure foundation? If so, how can we continue? If we're not, how might we, God's church, build upon this sure foundation of Jesus Christ alone? Are we building upon the foundation with the right materials? If so, great. If not, what's something we can stop doing today to build rightly? Or what's something you can start doing today to build rightly? Are we building to completion? We must build to completion on the foundation of Jesus Christ. How can we press on and build rightly to the end? Now, may you build on the solid and sure foundation of Jesus Christ, our Savior. May you continue to build well using only the finest building materials of eternal value and significance. And may you continue to build and comprehensively build unto completion. And may your spiritual house, the temple of the Holy Spirit that you are, church, honor the sure foundation which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us pray together. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people, your church is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers, which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in our lives and vocations and ministries, we may be truly and devoutly committed to serve you, building upon Jesus Christ, our Lord, our sure foundation and building rightly with eternal materials, building to completion through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.